0: Hey, guess what's happening on this week's episode of the Beating Diabetes Lifestyle Podcast with your friend and host, Oscar Camejo. Have you ever been in an unhealthy relationship? Things may have started out great, but eventually the relationship took a turn for the worse. Perhaps you both stopped communicating your needs and you no longer spent time, you know, quality time with each other. You stopped enjoying each other's company eventually. Arguments became more frequent, and then one day the relationship became so toxic to the point where everything just started affecting your sleep, your mood, causing you stress. Perhaps you started making poor decisions. The list goes on and on. And you know, worst of all, the relationship started impacting your physical health. If you've been there, raise your hand because you know what I'm talking about. The same is true with our relationship with food. You see, if you have a bad relationship with food, it can affect your health. There is no doubt that what we eat can have a profound effect on our health, good or bad. Overeating to satisfy cravings. Eating junk food, quote unquote, two or more times a week. Snacking on unhealthy food when you're bored or stressed out because you can't sleep. These are just a few signs that perhaps your relationship with food may be unhealthy. So. What can you expect in this week's episode? You're going to learn how to make an, you're going to learn how to take an honest look at your relationship with food to determine if it's healthy or not. You will receive practical tools on how to transform your relationship with food in order to live a healthy lifestyle. So let's get into today's episode. You don't want to miss it. Welcome to the Beating Diabetes Lifestyle Podcast with me, your host, Oscar Kamejo. I'm all about helping diabetics and non-diabetics make lifestyle changes to reverse type 2 diabetes. Today, let's dive into this week's episode, developing a healthy relationship with food in order to enjoy a healthy lifestyle. Before I started my weight loss journey a couple years ago, I can honestly say that what I thought I had was a healthy relationship with food. I enjoyed food. Yes, I ate sweets, a lot of fried foods, salads on occasion, and, you know, some healthy foods. But in my mind, I was doing okay. I was like, hey, I'm good. Until one day I found myself overweight, weighing 268 pounds. Can you believe it? I was sick with type 2 diabetes and hospitalized. Unfortunately, it was my relationship with food that led to my condition. That didn't happen overnight, though. It was a gradual decline in my health. Looking back, I can honestly say that it was my relationship with food and the choices that I was making at the time on a day-to-day basis that contributed to my poor health. I would overeat and then feel guilty. It was like a cycle. I would overeat, then feel guilty about what I ate. I had a whole bunch of quote-unquote cheat days. It was ridiculous, at least in my situation. But you know what, that didn't stop me from indulging in whatever I wanted to eat. I I wanted to be healthy. I wanted to do right when it came to food, but I just didn't know where to begin. I used to look at myself in the mirror. I had gotten so big and I just, I, I would see myself as this walrus. So. I would restrict myself from eating certain meals. I didn't know anything about intermittent fasting, so I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about, hey, if I want to lose weight, I'm just not going to eat breakfast and lunch. I'll just eat dinner. And it was just so crazy. I, I didn't know what I was doing, but I was desperate to change until I started learning more about food. You know, so I eventually made a decision that I was going to cut ties with foods that are unhealthy and causing me to be in poor health. That didn't mean I just cold turkey did it, you know, overnight. It took some time. It was not easy at first. I, like so many people, thought I had to give up enjoying food in order to eat healthy. Now, were there some things that I did not eat for a period of time? Yeah, because I needed to regulate my blood sugar I need to get my health under control. So yes, there was a period of time where I had to slow things down in order to reset my health. And that's okay. You know, I did the cleansers and so forth. So those things are good. So I'm here to tell you that I am living proof that you don't have to give up enjoying foods that you really like. Instead, my goal is to help you and others develop a healthy relationship with food to the point where your choices in food How you eat, what you eat, when you eat are healthy choices that you can enjoy. Because you know what? We shouldn't be stressed out over food. We shouldn't be stressed out over what we're eating. You know, you could be on your journey toward good health and you want to lose weight and you're stressing out over what the scale said this morning. And you're just really struggling and you're trying to decide, is this even going to work? Is this even worth it? And you're probably at the point of giving up. So today, let's focus in on what it means to have a healthy relationship with food. You know, it's not something that's so complicated. I don't believe that this should be complicated. It's actually a reset of our mindset So that we can start approaching food differently and start thinking about food differently. Trust me, where I am today, I am so happy. Mentally, my body is happy. I feel alive. I have so much energy because I changed my relationship with food. You know, physiologically, our bodies need food for fuel and nourishment. We can't live without it. At least I don't want to live without food. (laughs) But, you know, food also plays an important role in other ways. It's a part of our experiences, our memories, and it builds connections with others. Think about it. You know, we're in football season now, you know, American football season, that is. and The holidays are around the corner and we socialize around food. You know, you have the family dinners, the family recipes that annual um, pumpkin pie or sweet potato pie that, you know, some of us enjoy, or it could be the homemade stuffing, the turkey, the um, the hams, um, you know, the holiday dinners and stuff like that. or Or let's say, you know, when the Super Bowl comes around or your favorite sporting event happens and, you know, you have your wings, you have your, Um, your dips and your favorite foods that you enjoy. Does that mean like, hey, in order for me to live healthy, I have to stop eating those things. I have to stop enjoying and having good memories and creating good memories because, hey, I'm trying to lose weight. So, you know, let me not enjoy the holidays because, you know what? I'm trying to be healthy. I think that's going to the extreme, and that's a part of not having a healthy relationship with food. So, yes, food physiologically is something that we need, but when it comes to psychological needs and our social and emotional needs, We can't neglect the fact that food plays an important role. So if you want to make lifelong changes to your health and well-being, we have to address all aspects and influences of our food and our relationship with food. Again, I'm talking about physiologically, psychologically, socially, and emotionally. Now, how to determine if your relationship with food is unhealthy? Number one, you feel shame or guilt when you eat certain foods or you eat more than you should. Number two, certain foods are quote unquote, off limits and very restrictive. Like, oh, you cannot have you know, this particular thing or it's gonna just throw your entire yeah, journey off. Number three, you can't control your eating and tend to overeat without realizing it. Number four, you find yourself eating even when you're not hungry. You find yourself is number five. You find yourself eating in response to emotions like disappointment, anger, stress, nervousness, and even excitement. Number six, calories and macro counting determine your food choices and how quote unquote good your diet is every day. Number seven, you've tried numerous diets without success. and You go on this roller coaster of Diets and emotions and things are just not working. And then you end up going backwards. Number eight, your food choices determine the quality or success of your day. That's pretty big. Number nine, you believe that your daily food choices are a reflection of who you are. You know, I say you are what you eat. If that's what you're thinking about, if that's your mentality, you may have an unhealthy relationship with food. Number 10. You avoid eating around others because of shame and guilt. And you start sneaking food into the house, or you go away from coworkers. And while you're in your office, you end up eating, you know, some chocolate and some other stuff that, you know, is not contributing to good health. Oh, number 11, you have anxiety or stress before events and social settings where food will be served. Let me say that again. Number 11, you experience anxiety or stress before events and social settings where food will be served. So those are some things, uh, there's not an exhaustive list, but those are some things that can help you determine if your relationship with food is unhealthy. Now let's move on. How to develop a healthy relationship with food. Now, first of all, let me say this. A healthy relationship with food involves relieving yourself of the pressures of trying to eat, quote unquote, perfectly. There is no perfect diet, folks. There is no perfect way to eat. Okay, a healthy relationship involves you being in control around food versus feeling like food has control over you. Let me say that again. A healthy relationship with food involves you being in control around food versus feeling like food has control over you. So number one, don't diet and enter into diet cycles because you're going to end up uh, binge eating and overeating. So don't diet. You know, we're talking about building a lifestyle of eating healthy and, and having a good balance when it comes to eating and foods. Number two. Keep foods you crave out of sight. Now, this is big. Um, if you know chips and ice cream and a bunch of other foods that are just contributing to your poor health and you want to jumpstart your health journey, yes, you don't want to be highly restrictive, but you also don't want to make it hard for yourself. So I recommend that you don't stock those things in your house, you know, those little Debbie cakes and other little things that you snack on in the middle of the night when no one else is looking or when no one else is awake, you know, maybe you need to stop buying those things. Stop making it so easy to access, you know, at the office. You know, if you have a hidden drawer that has a whole bunch of sweets and candies and stuff that's just, you know, causing you to have poor health, you know, it's time to empty out the drawer. It's time to get rid of those things and make it easier for yourself. Okay, yeah, there may be certain things you have a craving for, but don't make it so easy for you to give into those cravings by having those things so accessible. That's the bottom line. Number three, eat on a schedule to avoid the roller coaster of hunger. You know, make sure you're eating breakfast, lunch and dinner and even having your snacks in between at a specific time. Now, again, I know everybody has different dietary restrictions because of, you know, what you may have going on in your health, but you don't want to starve yourself, that's the point. You don't wanna starve yourself because you're like, okay, I need to lose weight, so I need to only eat once a day and that's just crazy. There's a proper way to even do uh, intermittent fasting but do it on a schedule that's a point because what happens is if you don't have a schedule you'll be more prone to just snacking and having these cravings and then you give in to the cravings you'll go to the snack machine or you'll go to the grocery store during lunch and or the gas station and you'll pick up some stuff that you know is just not healthy so and that leads into number 4 choose healthy foods for meals and snacks that goes without saying Right. And if you're struggling with knowing what are healthy foods and what are healthy snacks, you know, um, maybe you need to connect with a dietitian and a nutritionist. There's also um, things that you can Google. I mean, there's a wealth of information out there. There's not one size that fits all. Um, I do believe in the Mediterranean diet. Or lifestyle of eating, which my previous episode dealt with that. So look into that episode. I think you're going to like it. Number five, be flexible and not so highly restrictive when it comes to food. When it comes to cheat meals, you know, I have my own thoughts about what makes up a cheat meal. You know, if you're living a lifestyle that is flexible, that allows for you to definitely eat healthy foods and snacks on a regular basis. You know, it will leave you room for it will give you room uh, for having, let's say, a hamburger and some fries at the end of the week or or whatnot. And it's not going to hurt you. It's what will hurt you is when the junk food is something that you're eating on a regular basis or the unhealthy foods is something that you're eating on a regular basis. Those are the things that we want to eliminate, you know, because it's just simply not good for you. Okay, number six, find healthy ways to manage stress, like exercise, reading, meditating, hiking, cycling. Uh, stress can affect our health big time. So find ways to manage stress and relieve yourself of stress. Number seven, feed your mind. I'm talking about, uh, for example, uh, reading health and nutrition books, listening to podcasts, reading articles and blogs, and even following social media accounts that focus on health and nutrition and overall wellness. I think um, the more we feed our minds and keep these things at the forefront of our minds, the better we'll be off because we'll be thinking about health and wellness on a regular basis. So one thing I also recommend is you watch less television uh, during the week because sometimes it's just a waste of time. And, it, you know, it's, it's just contributing to just a poor relationship with uh, food and just your overall health. So in any case, feed your mind. That's the bottom line. And there's different ways to do that. Again, through books, listening to podcasts articles, reading articles, blogs, uh, and following social media accounts that promote good health and nutrition. Number eight, seek support, especially if you may feel like you have an addiction to food and you're addicted to certain uh, sweets and, and so forth. And you just really know that, man, you know, my relationship with food is not where it needs to be. And you feel that it's unhealthy. You know, definitely get support. There's different support groups. There's anonymous groups that you can be a part of. You can do some virtual sessions um, and so forth. But the bottom line is, get support. It could be uh, from family members. It could be from friends who've been there, who uh, have your best interests in mind. All right, number nine, the last one: get professional help, like a therapist, psychologist, a nutritionist. You know, your situation may be um, such that you need um, some ongoing help, some counseling, um, some therapy, because there could be some childhood trauma that you're experiencing that has affected your relationship with food. You know, you could have had a bad relationship. You know, I talked about uh, poor relationships early on. But you may have gone through a, a serious uh, breakup or you were in an abusive relationship and, you know, your spouse or your significant other at the time, you know, body shamed you and you just really feel bad about yourself. And you, you know, were either trying to lose a lot of weight to make that person happy, to make that person love you. Uh, Maybe you tried to gain weight because that person wanted you to look a certain way, to look like certain other people, you know, and so because of that, it has affected you psychologically and, you know, and you have to get some counseling and get some therapy. You know, There's, there's nothing wrong with getting professional help. And that's very, very important. You know, if you're struggling with your your weight There may be a reason why that goes beyond just, you know, uh, you eating a bunch of sugar or bread, pasta, rice and potatoes and stuff like that. There could be something associated, again, with your past childhood. You were forced to eat a certain thing or eat a certain way or eat a certain time. And it just really has impacted your life. So and your decision. So definitely get professional. Help. So, as I wrap up today's episode, I want you to keep in mind this thing. There is no one defined way to eat and one defined way to have a relationship with food. The bottom line is we want to have and maintain a healthy relationship with food so that we can enjoy a healthy, vibrant life. Because Our relationship with food affects our choices. Our choices affect, ultimately, our health. So don't you want to live a fit and focused lifestyle where you can feel alive every day? I don't know about you, but I do. So how we eat, what we eat, and our relationship with food plays a major role. You see, I didn't stop enjoying food. I don't want you to stop enjoying eating food. I don't want you to be so highly restrictive so that you can fit into a dress or a certain outfit or you can please somebody else. You want to live a focused fit lifestyle so you can feel alive every day for you. It is your body and I want you to live a happy lifestyle and feel happy about your where you are in your health. Yeah, there may be certain things that you're going through uh, physically emotionally. But you know what? I believe that as you make a firm decision to not only examine your relationship with food, but make those changes that are very important, that you will get to the point where you can experience good health. You see, if it can make a difference in my life, I know it can in your life as well. So as I close today's episode, I want to share with you a free resource that I created. It's a healthy food shopping guide that you can download for free on my website. Simply visit www.BeatingDiabetesLifestyle.com to download it today. Okay, so stay focused on making changes that count. Keep moving even when you feel like giving up. Never go back to the old way of living, the old way of eating, the old relationship that you had with food that was toxic and volatile and just going out of control. I don't want you to go back to that. I want you to leap forward into this new way of living, this new way of thinking, this new relationship, because what's behind is behind. You don't live in the past anymore. Live for today so you can enjoy tomorrow. Okay, so and most importantly, I want you to bounce back because in your bouncing back from where you were before in your relationship with food is going to um, get you into a position where you can truly do what's right for your body. And ultimately, I want you to trust God. I don't know where you are in your belief and what your belief systems are, but trusting God is what I had to do when it came to my health. So I encourage you to do the same. So as always, stay focused, keep moving, never go back, leap forward, bounce back because you can, my friend. And above all else, trust God. You got this. I believe in you be sure to visit the website at www.beatingdiabeteslifestyle.com for access to free resources and other information that will help you along your journey if you would like to submit a question or a comment about the show or to learn more about the beating diabetes lifestyle you can always email me at hello at beatingdiabeteslifestyle.com and if you haven't already be sure to subscribe to this podcast. Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Beating Diabetes Lifestyle Podcast with Oscar Camejo. We hope you enjoyed this episode. As a reminder, this podcast is intended for motivational and educational purposes only. It is not a substitute for professional care by a physician or other healthcare professional or qualified fitness instructor. This podcast is provided on the understanding that it does not constitute medical or professional advice or services. If you're looking for help on your journey, seek a qualified medical practitioner. It's important that you utilize someone who is a trained, licensed healthcare professional who can help you on your journey toward good health.